Oh yeah! WrestleMania Sunday! Dude, look at all these people are always walking. Everybody is always walking. This song. I love this song. I love Portugal the Man. I hate that the first time I heard this song was a fucking was a Taco Bell commercial. Come on. Come on. Alright, let's uh, get going here. I gotta go to the old uh, nature store. Whoa. Turn down the tunes. Oh, what's this out here? Oh, it's a rock. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. Let's close the garage garage door. And we're off. We're off and running here, friends. Uh, happiest of uh, Sundays to you. Yes, and once again, I realize I've posted very few of these podcasts. It's, I, I swear, I gotta do it today when I get home. It's the plan. It's about four o'clock, four fifteen. Gorge, it's a gorgeous looking day, but it's cold, man. It's cold, man. Cold. Yeah, cool. Um. So. <laughs> I recorded my thoughts and predictions and what I hoped would happen and things that won't happen, but I would would love it if it did happen at WrestleMania, and uh, night one, I I haven't posted that yet, so you'll hear it after the fact, and you'll probably hear this after the fact too, but that's okay, Uh, as long as I have said it, it has been said, if it is to be said, so it be, Uh, but yeah, WrestleMania uh, night one is in the books, it's over, it was, um, in a word, phenomenal, I don't know, there's whatever word you want to fucking say, perfection, and it was as close to perfection as a single event could be, I think, you know, you never, you need to have some of those matches that, like, kind of the cool down matches, you know? air thing off a little bit, um, you know, you have to have the great, exciting matches, but you also have to have a couple things in the middle that are mostly known as just being filler, it's a little disappointing that Trish Stratus and Lita, two Hall of Famers, two absolute legends, and Becky and Bailey, two future, no question, Hall of Famer legends, uh, had to be the filler, and, and EO Sky and Dakota Kai, yeah, maybe they'll be Hall of Famers someday. I don't know that they're anywhere near that now. I, (laughs) you know, something drastic would have to change as far as their trajectory to be in that uh, Hall of Fame kind of legend thing. But, but the, but the absolute fact of the matter is Becky, Bailey, those guys are, those two are going to be legends. Trish and Lita already are. They're already Hall of Famers. So it kind of sucks. They had a long match, a six-women tag match, and uh, it was, you know, the crowd was silent during most of it, and they got hot at the end, but, you know, when you follow, <laughs> when you follow such an exciting match as Seth Rollins and Logan Paul, it's it's tough, it's, it's kind of stacked against you, but, yeah, it's, I guess it's got to be what it's got to be, I don't know, maybe they were told to, like, not do anything too crazy, what did I just see come out of a neighborhood, is that a unicycle? Oh, it's one of those, one of them, uh, one of them motors, motorized unicycle type deals. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, anyways, 
He just, he, but he just blew out in the traffic. It's a busy road. That's, uh, if you made it, I guess that's all that counts, right? Doesn't matter how, as long as you make it. Um, WrestleMania night one was just incredible. I, I don't remember the last time I have enjoyed a WrestleMania as much as I enjoyed night one. That, that could have been all of WrestleMania. Ah, fuck. And it, it's already one of the best WrestleManias of all time. They've only had 50% of, of the WrestleMania card. And the rest of the matches, of course, are tonight. And it is already, in my opinion, one of the great WrestleManias that we have ever had. And I loved it from start to finish. Yeah, is everything a five-star match? Of course not. But that doesn't mean it's bad. And that doesn't mean it's not... Uh, an important part of the show. Uh, John Cena versus... Uh, they, they kicked it off with a nice uh, open with Kev... They got Kevin Hart doing a little... You know, it was pretty funny. It was cute. Uh, I liked that. You kind of almost think like, boy, they got Kevin Hart. Are they going to... You know, let me let me tell you something. I see Kevin Hart and I think, oh, maybe The Rock will be here. I got to the end of last night. They didn't have any real major surprises. Um, any big returns. I mean, I guess Pat McAfee would be considered like the the surprise return of the night but he was just you know he he comes around every so often anyways that I don't know how big of a surprise it was it was cool and George Kittle got involved with the Miz and and McAfee they had an impromptu match we'll get to that in a second but I got to the end of WrestleMania and it didn't really even occur to me until after it was over like wow they didn't have any any big surprise returns uh any big like uh, superstar legends just showing up, making cameos, even backstage or anything. Um, and I was totally 100% okay with it. I had no problem at all. I mean, the biggest, the biggest return, it wasn't a surprise, but the biggest like legend, I guess you would say, that's not a full-time member of the roster and will likely never be a full-time member of the roster ever again, John Cena, uh, but he was, we knew he was going to be in that match for the last, uh, almost month, the last four weeks or so, since his return in Boston. Uh, so they kicked it off with Kevin Hart, and then you had The Miz and Snoop Dogg in the ring. I guess that was kind of a surprise. I don't, I don't know if it's a surprise. You kind of expect, like, there's a good chance if it's WrestleMania, Snoop Dogg's going to be part of it. If it's WrestleMania in the greater Los Angeles area, it's almost a guarantee that Snoop Dogg is going to be a part of it in some way. And, and it was cool. And he was, so he was there with the Miz. They did a little, little intro and whatnot. It was fine. And then you have John Cena and Austin Theory kick it off. Austin Theory wins. I, that's the only outcome it could have been. Oh, and by the way, John Cena came out and he had all the Make-A-Wish kids up on the stage. Uh, it's a little, it's a little cheap tug at the heartstrings, but I'm, I completely bought into it. I loved it. I had tears. Uh, you know, those sweet kids, you know, high-fiving him and everything. And it was, uh, it was a beautiful, beautiful thing. And I'm okay. I'm okay with it. You know, some, some might look at me like, oh, geez, what a lifetime memory for those kids. Uh, it's just a great moment. Just a, you know, a feel good moment in a night that was just a lot of feel good moments. It was, it was cool. It was cool, man. It felt, I, I love that shit. I love when just wrestling just just feels good. It has the good stuff happening. It has the, the, the nice moments. Um, but Austin, unfortunately the feel good moment for John Cena 
was uh, did not happen as far as him winning, and that's okay. I don't think there was any other way for them to go. If John Cena won after just shit-talking the shit out of Austin Theory in Boston a few weeks ago, shit-talking Austin in Boston, uh, if Austin Theory lost, that really might have been it for his career as far as like, okay, you're not going to become a big star now. Um, but he beat he beat uh, the you know one of the greatest of all time John Cena so that's a, that's a big big feather in the cap for Austin Theory retaining the uh, U.S. title. <clears throat> um, then from there, uh, the second match was Ricochet and Braun Strowman versus the Viking Raiders versus Chad Gable and Otis versus uh, the Street Profits. That was a fun match. That was a really fun match. Um, it was not too long. It, went, it was just the right length of time. They did, you know, the, got the crowd kind of amped up. It was, it was a perfect, you know, kicking off with John Cena, gets the crowd going. Then you get to the the tag team match. It was just a lot of fun. Gets the crowd a little more energized, and uh, the Street Profits won that, which I'm I'm glad. I would have probably predicted somebody. I, I would have predicted. Uh, I don't know. I would have predicted maybe the Viking Raiders winning that match. Surprisingly. Um, but because I think I feel like they're heading towards a breakup for the Street Profits, and I thought maybe they would have teased that, but they didn't. They the Street Profits won. I was happy about that. I like them as a team. I hope that it's similar to the New Day, in which the the two guys can go off and have single success, um, but they remain a team. You know, you don't have to break up the teams every time you do something. Anyway, uh, that was a fun match, and then we get to the real fun: Seth Rollins versus Logan Paul. Uh, Logan Paul comes out on a friggin' zip line and he's got a, he- a wireless headset and he's like, Hey, look at me. I'm on a zip line. I got a zip line for my birthday. And, and the guy, there's nothing tongue in cheek about it, but he, he says it in such a douche. Everything he does is so douchey, but it seems like either he really just is that douchey that he doesn't know it. Um, but he knows enough to know that the fans think he's douchey and he's just, you know, they tell him like, just go out there and be yourself <laughs> or does he know exactly how to, cause he is, he has studied the nuances of being a pro wrestler. The guy is not stupid when it comes to pro wrestling. The guy's not stupid at all, obviously. Cause he's, you know, he's done okay for himself doing the shit that he does, the YouTube stuff and the, whatever the boxing and the, all the WWE, like everything that he does, he seems to just spin gold. So who am I to say anything about Logan Paul? Uh, and my kids can't stand him. And that was the only match that they sat down and watched from start to finish. Uh, the whole family sat and watched that match. And it was an extra added layer of enjoyment for me because the kids, you know, my oldest came out and sees Logan Paul coming down on a zip line. And goes, uh, that, that's it, that's it. I, I hope he falls. I hope he falls and dies. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm like, I know you don't actually mean that, but don't, whatever you think of somebody, don't put that shit out in the, into, the, into the world, into the universe. Just, you know, you don't actually wish for that to happen. Um, and, and actually, that was before he came out. And then he came out on the, on the zip line. I said, uh, you know what, never mind. You're right. I hope he dies. Just kidding. Uh, I, well, I did say that, but I don't actually mean that. Um, and then Seth Rollins, they had a conductor come out and conduct the audience to do his theme song. And then he came out and he's, Seth Rollins is, uh, he's a gem. He really is. 
a year ago, I was fed up with the guy because he kept doing that stupid laugh all the time, and it just didn't, it didn't make any sense. I just didn't, I didn't get it. It wasn't clicking for me. Uh, but now he's, he has continued to refine that character that he's playing, and I think he does a masterful job of playing that character. I think it's awesome. I love it. Um, and Logan Paul came out. Oh, no, no. Let me, now I remember. Logan Paul came out on the zip line and my oldest was saying, I hope he falls and dies. I said, oh, that's not, don't, don't say that. Don't say those things. Uh, and then he brought out, uh, his, that stupid, uh, what is it called? Pul- not pulse, uh, prime. I don't even remember what it's called. His, his drink, which I didn't, I, I was asking my kids cause like I am officially at the point where I need my children to tell me things. Uh, and I said, what, what is that? Like a, like a Red Bull? Is that like an energy drink? And they said it's more like a Gatorade, I guess. So I don't know. Um, but he's got a guy dressed up as, as his, as his drink and wearing a, wearing a, a, a drink costume, whatever the drink is called. And that's when, that's what I saw. And I said, okay, never mind. I hope he dies. <laughs> but, uh, uh, and that, and man, now I'm officially like, what is the, like, it was the first time ever at WrestleMania where somebody was revealed and I didn't know who the hell it was. And I still, I can't remember the guy's name. I want to say KRS-One, but that, that's not it. <laughs> KLF? No, that's not it. It's some, somebody, uh, some YouTuber guy, some like a British guy, I guess they, they, pulled the, the mask off of the bottle and it was, it was some, and everybody's like, Oh my God, it's KRS one, not KRS one, but somebody. And I said, who the fuck is that? And my kids were like, Oh, it's, it's one of his buddies. They do YouTube together and they do their, you know, all this stuff. Like, okay. Okay. Um, but that led to a great moment where Logan Paul jumped off the turnbuckle, uh, to the announce table on the outside to try and splash, Seth Rollins and Rollins got out of the way and pulled uh, the the other YouTuber dude onto the table for the big splash, and uh, uh, that was that was a cool. Mo- the only thing I would I would I would deduct a half a point <laughs> because Logan Paul Rollins had already uh, pulled the guy up onto the table and then Logan Paul jumped, so the timing wasn't as perfect as it could have been. But it's okay. It's it was still a great it was a great moment. It was really funny, really fun. All right, here we are at the at the ATM. Um, really good, and then they followed that with the six woman tag: Lita, Trish, Becky versus Bailey, Io Sky, Dakota Kai. Are you going? Are you driving up to the ATM, or what's what's happening here? Oh, for goodness' sakes! <sighs> are you? What are you doing? Oh my God! It's, yes. You're not even using the ATM. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Uh-huh. People are so stupid. In in the line, I'm sure she was looking for her. Uh, I'm sure she was looking for her wallet or something. Anyways, oh shush. Let's take a quick break. All right, back from break. Got my cache. Heading to where the nature store, the taffy shop, whatever you would like to call it any number of, any number of code names, (laughs) oh man, which is probably unnecessary at this point, like, 
do you really need a code name because it's it's legal anyway uh yeah so seth rollins wins against uh jake paul that was a great match it was so much fun uh my kids were happy <laughs> that logan paul lost and i said no he didn't <laughs> whether you like it or not uh he's he's winning either way because he's he ain't he didn't do all of that for free let me tell you um one thing that is cool like Logan Paul, whatever you think about him, he really puts in the work to learn these moves and not just like oh, a little body slam or a suplex. It's, I mean, back in the old days, it was like, wow, this celebrity learned three moves. That's unbelievable. What commitment? I don't know that that's necessarily false. That, that is pretty cool. Like somebody who's not a wrestler learning wrestling moves. But this Logan Paul is doing like high flying. I mean, this is like serious stuff and he's He's got some of the nuances of what to do, you know, because it's it's not just about the moves, it's what you do between the moves and working in the crowd and all that stuff. And he really is, uh, he's pretty goddamn good at that stuff. Dude, you cannot take a left turn. So you can put that notion to bed. Um, oh, God, I hate this road. Come on. Hurry, hurry, hurry. So if you, okay, yep, no, you could have you could have gone faster and I could have made it before this car in the other lane, but you didn't because you're not really paying attention to the outside world like most people. All right, I'll be right back. All right, let's get back to it. All right, time to go home, I think. I think I got everything I want, everything I need. Got that cash, got that, no, never mind. <laughs> let's not, what are you doing? You're pulling in here? What the f- Oh, God, why does this always fucking happen? You drove around the whole parking lot? What the fuck? You, there's 20 spots open, dipshit. But I tell you, at least we have a good, solid, uh, physical proof of what it is like for me every single time. I. What is this guy doing? Jesus Christ, this is like fucking insanity. Which way are you going? I'm going this way. Holy God. Oh, what a shit show. I hate coming to this place. But the other place didn't have what I wanted. Anyway, oh my God, I'm out of there. Whoo. Uh, okay, so anyways, uh, Seth Rollins beats Logan Paul. It was good. Good moment. Good fun. Then on to the, the six women tag. That's what I was talking about. Uh, and it was cool, awesome. I love hearing, I love seeing Lita and hearing her music. Uh, Becky and Bailey are awesome. Trish Stratus is a friggin' icon. Uh, and it sort of bums me out. And I think, I think a lot of the fans are just not old enough. And I, I don't know. It's just, yeah, the, the, the reception for Trish and Lita, the, it was like, okay. And I think, uh, I think just cause Trish isn't around that much and she's not John Cena and the rock. And so, yeah, it's just weird to me. It's like, dude, you're, you're watching a friggin', you know, wrestling royalty in this ring and you're sitting on your hands. But also when you follow that Logan Paul, uh, Seth Rollins match, I guess that makes it tough to, 
you know, it's, it's, it, there has to be a bathroom break match. There has to be, you know, there's, they don't have intermission at WrestleMania. They don't have, it's not a basketball game. You, you know, the quarter's over, you can go get some food, get a bathroom break, that kind of, that kind of stuff. Uh, and so there has to be, (laughs) there have to be matches built in. And I think they deliberately made this like, it was like a 15 minute match. It's like, holy shit. But it's, you know, you got to think this isn't just for, hey, how can we get the best wrestling uh, in every single match? How, how can we squeeze every drop? You have to have, you have to have that. And I think if they had like a so-so match that was five minutes long, okay, well now you're going to miss the other stuff like that you, that you paid money to see. And that's not to say that people didn't pay money to see Trish and Lita. That was just a nice bonus, though. They didn't. I can't imagine there's a lot of people who were paying money to see them, unfortunately. I, I hate to say it, but, like, yeah. Um, but and I was telling my kids, like, these were the two, you know, women's wrestling that you see today. It was because of these two. Like, this was the transition from tits and ass and uh, bikini fights and gravy bowl matches and bra and panties and just the stupid shit that they did. Um, Now we have women's wrestling. And oh, by the way, (laughs) it's not the women's wrestling uh, that was around prior to where it was like either, either it was, you know, Mae Young and Luna and, you know, not not that looks are everything, but like there's, yeah, there it was either either you're a good wrestler and an ugly lady, or you're really hot and we're just gonna have you you know stripping get, give you a boob job and strip down to your to your panties. That's that's what wrestling was. And then it became like, oh man, the these gorgeous women also have wrestling ability, and that to me it didn't begin with Trish and Lita, but they were kind of the blueprint for what was to come in the, uh, in the 20 years or so that followed their, uh, their reign in the top of the WWE. Uh, so with all that and their hall of famers and rightfully so, and it's kind of like, I don't know, just, just a a fairly lukewarm kind of thing. But again, you got to expect that when you follow, you know, three kind of fun matches to get everybody pumped up. And now it's like, okay, this is basically WWE saying, oh, you can go take a break. And when you come back, this there's a good chance this match might still be happening. Um, but I had hoped for... So when I saw AEW back in 2021, October or November of 2021, I don't remember exactly when it was, but it was 2021. And when I saw AEW in Boston back then, they had a match between... Uh, Oh my God. It was Serena Deeb and was it Hikaru Shida? Oh, God damn it. I'm sorry. I can't remember. That was the bathroom break match. You know what it also was? The best match of the night. (laughs) It went on for a long time, but these women went out there and said, fuck that. As soon as these two came out and the bell rang, you just saw droves and droves of people get up and walk away. And, you know, go out to the concession stands, go to the merch stands, go to the, go to the bathroom, all that shit. And, uh, you're, you're like, okay, well, 
and I didn't have to do anything. So I'm like, well, I'll just sit here and enjoy this match and whatever it is. It's, you know, whatever. And so I sat and I enjoyed the match and it just kept getting better and better and better and better and better. It was an awesome, awesome match. Uh, and I was like, and then, and, and it went on long enough that people came back from the bathroom break and they were there to see the final few minutes, the final sequences. And everybody was just on their feet for these two by the time it was over. And I actually do feel like that's what happened at WrestleMania last night in the, uh, in the, whatever you call it, uh, the six women tag match, the, the bathroom break match, if you will. Um, cause they made it go 15 minutes. And I think the, the purpose was, okay, you can see their entrances and cheer for them, which everybody did good, good reaction. And then you can go get your snacks in your bathroom and you can come back and you'll see the final minute or two of this match. And it's going to be very exciting. And it was, it was a pretty, you know, it was a pretty, it was boring, <laughs> uh, for much of that time. And then it really got, it really got good towards the end. And uh, it was a lot of fun. Where the hell am I? Oh, I see where I am. Okay. Um, thought I'd take a little extra, little extra drive just to just to chat about WrestleMania. So, so wow, wow! Look at these houses. They, oh yeah, okay. That's the golf course. Oh, oh for goodness sakes! I'm back in Nashua. <laughs> Like wow! Look at these big mansions. No, they're not, they're they're the friggin' condos that are on the golf course, or the the townhouses that are on the golf course. They look huge. They are huge, um, and you can get them for a reasonable price. Although that's no, that's that's a that's a house, isn't it? See, or that that's the golf course itself. Is that the clubhouse? I can't tell. In any event, what a lovely little roadway this is. I always enjoy coming on this road. Yeah, okay, that is the golf course. Sky Meadow. And here's Roby Park. Here's the sledding hill. Good, good. Good fun. Good fun. Okay. Anyways, back to back to wrestling. Back to WrestleMania. Or Russellmania, if you're Vince McMahon. <laughs> Welcome to WrestleMania. It's WrestleMania. Vince, you know it's it's not Russell. Like, it's not rustling leaves. It's not, like, Russell, like the name Russell. They should have something called Russellmania. That would be cool. If you're a kid, if you were a kid growing up in the 80s, 90s, or anywhere until now, and your name is Russell, boy, good for you, and you're a wrestling fan, that's cool, because you can have all your birthday parties can be themed Russellmania. And you could play Vince McMahon saying Russellmania, and they would think that Vince McMahon made a custom recording just for you. Say Russell Media. Oh, brother. Uh, okay, so anyways, back to the match. So yeah, that's basically what happened. You had you had a, a, a tag team match with night, the good entrances and everything, and they you, I think were probably deliberately told to just take it slow, take it easy. And by the way, you got Trish and Lita, who are not full time wrestlers and have not been full time wrestlers in a long time. And uh, it's I, I you know. When you're away from it, you get the ring rust and everything. You got to get into ring shape. And the only real way to get into ring shape is to have matches. And uh, that's just not something that Trish and Lita are going to do, nor should they be doing, I don't think. But uh, it was still... um, 
I'm, I'm going to assume that they probably were instructed to just, you know, go long, go slow. You got 15 minutes. And, uh, and it did pick up towards the end of the, the fun. If you just watched the last uh, three minutes or so, if you watch the entrances and watch the last three minutes or so, you had a, a nice little match. Um, otherwise it was, yeah. And I, and I'm sure that they did it exactly as intended. I'm sure that a lot of people went to the, got, had a break and came back and got to see those final few minutes of that match. Uh, and, and, uh, and Trish and Lita and Becky won. Good, good, good. Coming up next, Ray Mysterio versus Dominic Mysterio. And, uh, you, I, I, I loved that. I loved this match. I loved it. Um, awesome entrances, probably the best entrances of the night. I mean, not, I don't think there's any pro there's no probably about it. Those are the best entrances of the night. You had Dominic Mysterio, who of course <laughs> spent a night in County jail <laughs> in the storyline anyways, uh, back on Christmas Eve or Christmas day. I don't remember which, but, uh, when he, you know, he showed up at his dad, Ray Mysterio's house for family Thanksgiving and uh, harassed the family and got kicked out. Then he showed up on Christmas with mommy, Rhea Ripley, and did the same thing and got arrested. And it's, as Dominic's in the back of the car, he's like, help me, mommy, help me, mommy. And and Rhea Ripley's yelling like, don't, don't arrest my dome. Don't arrest my dome. I don't know if that's what she was saying. Uh, but anyways, he spent a, a few hours uh, on Christmas in the in the local jail, again, in, in the storyline. And the result was like, now he's, you know, he's prison Mike. He's prison Dom. Now he's a hardened ex-convict. He's got the, he's got the teardrop on his face <laughs> talking about, you don't know what it's like until you've been in, in the, in, until you spent time, until you've done time in the prison yard and all this stuff. I mean, he's talking like he spent the last 20 years in, uh, in state penitentiary. He spent a few hours in, in the, in the wee hours of Christmas. <laughs> in a jail and uh i guess somewhere in san diego i'm not sure but um i just thought that was so very funny so it's it's been kind of a weird storyline because it's like you've got the very serious stuff where it's like you know you weren't there for me you were on the road you cared more about your career you know all the usual stuff you are a terrible father you're a hall of fame wrestler and you're in the Hall of Fame, uh, you're a Hall of Fame deadbeat dad, you know, all that stuff, and it gets real serious, but then he's doing, Dom does, Dominic does the thing where he's talking about, uh, and for those of you who don't know, Dominic Mysterio is the actual son of Rey Mysterio, and he's been involved in wrestling storylines since he was a little kid, when Eddie Guerrero was still alive, and you had Dominic, you know, you had that great ladder match at SummerSlam 2005, where it was the, the ladder match, not to grab a title, not to grab a contract for a title match, but to grab the custody papers. <laughs> so the winner gets custody of Dominic Mysterio, and Rey Mysterio won, and that's good. And then a few years later, you had CM Punk in 2010 terrorizing the Mysterio family and, uh, and all that. And then for the last couple of years, you know, last year you had, you had Rey and Dominic teaming up, father and son tag team like a dream come true for Rey Mysterio always wanted to have a WrestleMania where he got to team with his dad. I'm sure it was a dream come true for Dominic too, to get to have a father son tag team match at WrestleMania like they had last year. Um, and then of course, you know, eventually this is wrestling. 
you got a father and son tag team, if unless it's like a one-off thing, that tag team is going to split up and the young son is going to turn on old pops. And that's exactly what happened. And uh, it's been so great for the seven months or so, eight months, well, however, however long it's been going on. It's just been fabulous. And so you had Dominic. Yeah, but it's been like serious, but it's also been funny. So you had Dominic Mysterio talking about like what a terrible dad Rey Mysterio was. You're never there for me. You're always wrestling. You're always on the road. You miss birthdays. You miss holidays. You miss all the important events. And, you know, I'm sure there's a, a great deal of truth to that, obviously, because if you are a pro wrestler for any length of time, uh, a full-time pro wrestler, if you have kids, you're just, you have to pretty much resign yourself to the fact that, like, you're not going to see them a lot. You're just not. You might not be there when they're born. You might, I mean, just all kinds of things. Look at this. New developments coming in. Jeez. I don't even, I don't even recognize this place anymore. Um, yeah, so you, uh, so he's doing that. Like you were dead. You weren't there for me, dad. And then in the same sentence, he's like, you know, listing, he's airing his grievances. And one of the grievances is that when he was a kid, all of his friends, when they turned 16, they got their license and they all got Mercedes and he goes, and dad, and you got me a BMW, which is a great line because you would have to be a terrible parent to get your kid a BMW and not a Mercedes. If you can afford a BMW, you can sure as hell afford a Mercedes and you better goddamn get your kid a Mercedes if you can afford it, not a BMW. So I totally feel for uh, Dominic, like, boy, what a, what a shitty shit thing that would be. <laughs> but it was, the, the, you know, so there's like, there's humor and there's comedy and there's also, you know, realism and it, it, it's, it's such an interesting storyline and I fucking love every minute of it. I, I don't know. I, I'm watching these things, and I I know like this is the first WrestleMania in I don't even know since probably 2010. This is the first WrestleMania where I know all of the storylines. I'm following them closely. I'm watching as much as I can. I'm and I and I'm you know I'm 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 pretty well invested in what's happening and what the outcomes are going to be, and it feels like old times. I'm thinking to myself, like, is it because, I don't know, am I just, am I happier because I'm not in a fucking garbage-ass apartment and I have a great house in which to watch my wrestling now, like like the old days? Is it because I'm on these great prescription meds since last May? Is it just because I'm older and I'm, uh, am I a little more com- contemplative and so I'm, am I a little more appreciative? Am I, am I really realizing like, Hey, Rey Mysterio is a treasure and he's not going to be wrestling forever. And neither is, uh, you know, any of these got Roman Reigns. We've had him around for 10 years. That's longer than the rock and stone cold were around. And we were lucky to have them and we maybe took it for granted. And then boom, Austin's gone. Rock's gone. Oh my God. It's over. What happened? For 20 years, we had John Cena and we booed him out of the building because us kids growing up watching wrestling uh, had to swallow the pill that maybe not everything is for us. Maybe John Cena is for the kids. So shut the fuck up (laughs) and uh, whatever. And now we all appreciate John Cena and we're happy. And so like, I I think that's where I am. I'm at that place where I say the... 
Who knows how long any of these guys are going to be wrestling. Who knows if we're watching the last match of any of these guys. You know, I didn't know we were watching Stone Cold Steve Austin's last match when he faced The Rock at WrestleMania 19. I thought for sure we'd get another, you know, another match or two out of him. Austin versus Lesnar, Austin versus Goldberg. Still had hope that we'd have Austin versus Hogan. It wouldn't have been a good match, but it would have been a lot of fun. And it would have, you know, it'd be like, check that box off the list. You've had your, you've had your match that you wanted, that kind of thing. Um, so I don't, I don't know if it's because I appreciate things more or if it's a combination of me being more appreciative and the stories just being that good and the characters being, you know, given that much care and detail and refinement and, and, you know, just really, just really robust, rich stories that haven't really happened a lot in wrestling, uh, in, in many years. I, I feel like the last, you know, you had Kofi Mania, which happened by accident and really, you know, it lasted a couple months leading up to WrestleMania in, uh, in 2019, but it was great. Um, what they did in that short amount of time was masterful. Uh, the Daniel Bryan yes movement stuff in 2014 was awesome, but it was also like, again, that was not part of their plans. So they had, they just, you know, they did cater to the fans and they said, okay, we'll give you the guy that you want. And then Daniel Bryan had a concussion and his title reign was cut short a couple, I don't know, two months later. So it was like, it never, yeah, it never. And then when Daniel Bryan came back and was evil, I mean, that was, that was some of the best work. And then getting Kofi mania against Daniel Bryan was just, it was just awesome. It was the cherry on the Sunday of, of anything that those two guys have done. I just loved it. Um, so I, I don't know if it's just, I appreciate things more. It's, it's all of the above. I think I'm just very appreciative in my old, old age in my advanced years. (laughs) Um, and it's uh, and it's just that WWE has been putting out stuff that is really good, and it's no coincidence that these really good storylines that I am invested in uh, more heavily than I have been in decades. I don't think it's any coincidence that it also lines up with Vince McMahon stepping down and Triple H taking over, and Vince McMahon is back to to some degree. They're saying that he's backstage at WrestleMania. He's there. But he's just kind of, you know, he's kind of keeping everything in line. But really, Triple H is the one calling the shots and running the show. And I think if that's really, you know, Vince, we're not going to get into the shit with the hush money and all the shit that he did. Uh, We can talk about his ridiculous mustache. And he looks, he his fucking Clark Gable uh, 1930s mustache. He looks like Peter Cullen, the voice of Optimus Prime. (laughs) He's got his hair dyed. There's no gray in it. It's like, oh, my God. I hope he makes a WrestleMania appearance tonight just so he can see the fucking mustache. But the fact of the matter is, it really does appear to be that whatever capacity Vince McMahon is uh, is operating in uh, behind the scenes there at WWE, and it's probably largely schmoozing with investors and, you know, getting top dollar for his company, and as such, putting on the very best WrestleMania that you can, um, I think he's also realizing, hey, you know, I am, <laughs> I, I, I'm in my, whatever, mid-70s, late-70s. Yeah, he's going to be 78 this year. He's in his late-70s. Um, 
So he's got to be at that point where he says, you know what? As much as I like to say, I, Vince McMahon, will never die. I, Vince McMahon, will be dead someday. And if I just run this company and die sitting in this chair and don't pass the knowledge and the keys to the kingdom on to somebody else, ideally my family, that's not good. Um, so I think he's he's finally, I think Vince seems to have officially kind of said, you know, I'm, I'm back, I'm, I'm unretired, but I'm not going to be here in the, in the capacity that I used to be, which is, that's a good thing for everybody. Um, in any event, whatever, we could talk about that all day. Why, why am I loving wrestling right now so much? Uh, it's just, you've got great storylines, you've got great characters, you've got great matches. Uh, every show leaves me wanting more and, for whatever length of time that continues, I'm, I'm uh, you know, I'm all in, man. I'm, I'm locked in, locked in. And that's why, you know, it's like there's so many times over the last 31 years of being a wrestling fan that I just sit back and say, Jesus, man, why am I still watching this crap? This sucks. And I say I'm watching it because it's not going to suck forever. It's going to be really good again. And I might have to wait a long time, but it will be good. And, it, and that's what happens. You just wait. And look, is WWE going to be this great forever? No, you just, it just can't be. It's going to get, stuff's going to get stale. You know, I, I, who knows what Roman Reigns uh, involvement is going to be after tonight. If he loses the title to Cody, you know, is he going off to Hollywood? Is he, what's he doing? Um, and that's going to, that's going to take a major toll, even though a lot of people, seem to be salivating over the notion of Roman Reigns losing the title Cody Rhodes because they said no more part-timers like are you fucking watching the show Roman Reigns is a part-timer are you watching what he's doing when he is on the show are you just like you don't care about the quality you just he just has to be there every single week on Monday Night Raw because you know what for about 10 years, Roman Reigns was on every single Monday Night Raw, and for about 85% of that time, it sucked, and we were booing the shit out of him because they were forcing Roman Reigns as a good guy down our throats, and we rejected it, and it sucked. And then Roman Reigns clicked. He found the character that worked for him. It has been absolutely awesome, and now you got... That's the fucking thing about wrestling fans. They just can't fucking be happy no matter what they have. And they, they're like, oh, I hope he loses and no more part-timers. Like, are you watching the matches that Brock Lesnar... He's a part-timer. You watching the matches that he gives you when he shows up? You watching the matches that Roman Reigns has when he shows up? I mean, are you fucking kidding me? Why does everybody have to be a fucking full-time, you know, Bret Hart wrestling every single night? Because Bret Hart did that and he was done with WWE within five years and his career was over uh, within seven years of becoming world champion in WWE. So you know what? I'll take the fucking part-timers if they're giving me great television when they do show up. I'll ha- I, I'm, I'm all in for part-time guys. Because I would rather have, if you could go back to 1990, whatever, 7, 96, 97, you know, when Bret Hart was maybe not going to be around WWE very much longer. And they gave him that huge 20 year contract. And then he was 
uh, he stuck around for a year, and then Vince said, "Hey, man, I can't afford you. You need you got to go, go to WCW, get that money." Um, imagine if like they could have just said, "Hey, you know what, Brett? I know you're not you're not a young kid anymore. Why don't you do like the main pay per views? You show up on a you know once or twice a month. That way you can you know rest when you need to, go and do other things. Who knows where Brett would be? But you got you got." quality out of Bret Hart in a very short amount of time. Same with Stone Cold, same with The Rock. If they had been, uh, you know, if WWE had kind of been receptive to the more part-time thing back in those days, we, you know, who knows what what would have been, uh, what would have happened differently. Uh, so anyway, the, 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 I, I'm, I'm just loving everything that we have right now. It's, it's great. I don't know how much longer we're going to have things as they are in, in WWE, but I'm, I'm excited because it's in good hands. And I like to think there's enough guys on deck who can step in. Uh, and I'm looking at guys like Gunter, <laughs> Gunta, uh, Gunther, Gunter, Gunther, whatever the fuck you want to call him. Uh, just don't call him Walter. Um, I- I'm looking at guys like him. Dude, there's a green light. Are you really going to go this slow? Well, I guess the speed limit is 30, but, and you're going to go every bit of that. You're not, oh, you're taking a left turn. I'm probably going to miss this light. I am going to miss this light. There's no earthly reason. And you're going to miss this light too. Cause you're a fucking idiot. <sighs> yeah. Oh, wow. Somebody with a coexist bumper sticker can't drive for shit. Oh, where, where have I seen that before? Oh, that's right. Every single car that has a coexist <laughs> bumper sticker on it. It's green. You're going to wait for this car. Oh, you're not. You're going to pull up right in front of him. Okay. Eh. I feel bad because I'm sure that guy was on the... We're on the same page politically, but I just... I hate those coexist bumper stickers because what is what is that doing? What is that... Who does that actually help? I've got a bumper sticker that says coexist on it. Like, okay. I, because you tell... The, the people who don't need that bumper sticker don't need it. And the people who do need that bumper sticker are going to see that bumper sticker and say, oh, fuck you, you, you libtard. Anyway, let's, uh, let's not talk about that shit. Let's talk, let's get back to wrestling. Uh, so, so there's, there's plenty of great talent waiting in the, waiting in the wings and there's NXT talent waiting in the, there, there's, there's no shortage of depth and that is just, that's exciting. If Roman Reigns isn't around, I will be sad. It'll be a, a definitely a huge loss. But if they start building up Imperium and Gunter, and if they can figure out storylines, Austin Theory, you know he he got the he got the rub. He got the Cena, you know the Johnny Carson OK sign. I guess is 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 what that was. Even though Cena fucking took a dump on him on Raw a few weeks ago. Austin Theory won the match, and he's, you know, his star is on the rise. And Cody Rhodes, this is the the thing that I was worried about is, like, AEW was booing Cody Rhodes. The same Cody Rhodes that we have in WWE was getting booed out of the building in AEW. And they wanted him to be more of, like, a backstage leader, kind of, you know, take that take that more backstage role. And Cody was like, dude, I'm in my 30s. I got I got a lot more to give. Fuck you. I'm going to WWE. They'll hopefully appreciate me, and they have. He's been he's been white hot since he returned uh, at last year's WrestleMania as a surprise. 
And, uh, and if he wins to that's, that's the other thing that is absolutely insane about everything that we have going on right now in WWE is I don't, I don't actually care what the outcome of the match is. If Cody Rhodes wins, cool. New champion, new era. It's, it's what should happen. Passing of the torch. WrestleMania ends on a high note with the fireworks and the Cody Rhodes song playing and everybody's feeling good, right? Cool. I'm okay. I'm good with that. And it probably means we're going to set up to have like Jay Uso versus Roman Reigns. I'm sure that uh, we'll get to that in a second. Um, are we still, oh shit. Uh, are we still on? Is this still, yeah. Okay. Almost an hour. Holy fuck. Um, so just like with the, if, if the Usos had beaten Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens last night, I probably would have been pretty disappointed. The only really disappointing thing is if Charlotte Flair beat Rhea Ripley, which on, on no planet did, I don't think anyone thought for a second that that, I mean, Rhea Ripley was like, of course she's going to win. She's going to be the biggest star ever. <laughs> she's like 25 and she is already a huge star and she is just going to continue. That is the exception to the rule where I, you know, I talk about how I, I, I you know, like Austin Theory is a young guy and that shows and I love, you know, Roman Reigns was a young, inexperienced guy. Now he's a fully de- developed character. Same with Seth Rollins. Like a lot of those guys, you know, had to kind of find their way and get their, you know, you have to, uh, uh, you have to troubleshoot and you have to kind of, you know, toggle the, the switches back and forth until you get the, just the right combination of everything. Uh, and then you, you kind of hone in on this character. Rhea Ripley has been basically this character since, I mean, since NXT UK and, and, Rhea Ripley had a, a match with Charlotte Flair uh, three years ago at WrestleMania 36. Nobody's ever going to talk about that match, and it was a really, really good match. It was a great match. And Charlotte Flair won that match. I, I wanted Rhea Ripley to win then, but okay, she's she's got plenty of time to, to come back and win this match a few years later, and that's exactly what happened last night. And uh, And it was, you know, they had a great match three years ago. Rhea Ripley, I think, was three years ago ready to be ready to dethrone Charlotte and become a major player. Like that's somebody who you, you, you've got those. She's another one of those like once in a lifetime stars that you're just, you know, you're, they don't grow on trees. The Rhea Ripley's of the world. Right. And she has been ready for the big time for a long time. And she's been in the big time for a long time. And now she's the world champ. Now she's not just in the big time. She is the big time, right? She is the show. <laughs> she's not just ready for the show. She is the show. And the the world is going to revolve around her for many years to come. And I'm, I'm here for it, as the kids say. <laughs> I'm down with it, man. It's fucking beautiful. It's great. Just great. Uh, so, yeah, the... Uh, it's just crazy to me that's that, that you know that's the only match that would have bummed me out if Charlotte had won, but you knew that it's not going to happen. Everything else, if if Rey Mysterio beat Dominic, if Dominic beat Rey Mysterio, you can go either way and it works. You can you can make it work. If Cody Rhodes beats Roman Reigns, happy ending. It works. If Roman Reigns wins, I'm honestly very very happy because I don't want his title reign to end, and I want Jay Uso 
to be the one to end it. So, um, anyway, it's, that's what's, I think that's what's so beautiful and brilliant about WWE right now is like, you know, there was always like, okay, this, this is who's going to win. And you want that person to win and that person wins. And it's like, okay, all is right with the world. And now it's like, I think Cody Rhodes is going to win, but it might not work that way. And I'm just, I just can't wait to see what they have in store for us. So we'll talk about tonight's WrestleMania in just a sec, because we're about 45 minutes away from the 6 p.m. countdown show starting. And, uh, and I, I, I got to get home. I have to be, I want to watch it live. I don't want to watch, you know, last night I was probably about an hour behind just for various reasons, you know, had to, had to run some errands and had some stuff going on and had to pause it a few times and, and you know, all that. And I'm sure that'll happen tonight too, but I really, I want so badly to just, you know, sit right at eight o'clock, the show starts and I, I watch it live and start to finish, hopefully. Oh, it's April. It's looking every bit of April 2nd. What a go- It's cold out. I think the wind chills in the thirties, but it looks like a, it looks like a 65 degree spring day. Um, here in, uh, as I drive through the rural New Hampshire countryside and all it's, all of its splendor. Uh, so, okay. So you had Rey Mysterio and Dominic. I just, I, I loved that match. I was just sitting there just enjoying everything that happened in the match. It was fairly predictable, I would say, but I don't care because sometimes that's good. You want to, you want it to be exactly, you know, everybody kind of probably figured that it was going to go the way that it did and it did and it was great. And, uh, and I just absolutely, I'm, I, I, I'll tell you, that's a, that's a sleeper kind of shock sort of thing is like, even a year ago, okay, Dominic is tagging up with his dad, but I just, is, is Dominic going to be like a major superstar like his dad? Ah, uh, maybe, I, I guess. And now I'm just like, oh my God, I can't wait to see what happens with Dominic Mysterio in the next 20 years. Because he's probably going to be on our television for the next 20 years. The next 10 years, I don't know. Um... And I can't wait to see what happens. I can't fucking wait. So, yeah, that's cool. And, uh... Da-da-da-da-da. So then, you, then you've got Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley. And that was, to me... That was the match of the night. That was maybe the match of the whole weekend. That was maybe one of the greatest WrestleMania matches I have ever seen. And, I mean, to go from... Once upon a time, if they had women's matches on the card, that the whole match was a bathroom break. You know, Alundra Blaze versus Leilani Kai at WrestleMania 10. I was like, okay, I don't give two fucks. I don't care. Uh, let's get up and uh, get some snacks. And and Alundra Blaze versus Bertha Faye. <laughs> but you know what? In 1994 at SummerSlam, we had Alundra Blaze versus Bull Nakano, and that gave me an idea of like, oh shit. Alundra Blaze is a good wrestler. She just doesn't have any opponents. Bull Nakano is a good wrestler, but she's a Japanese superstar, so we're probably not going to have her around in the United States too often. And are there any other Bull Nakanos out there? Are there any other women that we can have wrestle Alundra Blaze so they can have matches like the one we got to see at SummerSlam 94 in Chicago between Alundra and Bull Nakano? 
because I absolutely adored that match. I love it. Um, it was one of the best matches. On, but but that match gets forgotten because it was uh, on a night where you had Razor Ramon versus Diesel, a very exciting match, and you had one of the great SummerSlam matches of all time, Brett versus Owen in the cage uh, on that night. But, man, oh, man, Alundra Blaze and Bull Nakano, that was the first time that uh, the women showed me, like, holy shit, they're, they're just as good as the dudes. There's just not, there's just not any women wrestling. There just aren't any of them. So, and now there's, <laughs> my God, there's so many. And they are absolutely, and have been for a long time, just as good as the dudes. And in a lot of cases, better. Uh, the women have consistently for, you know, there, there's been some like, okay, well, Roman Reigns versus Triple H at one of the WrestleManias, ugh, that sucked. Roman Reigns versus The Undertaker, that sucked. Uh, you know, and it's just like Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns. It's it's pretty good sometimes, but not always. And in the meantime, you could turn on Becky and Charlotte and Sasha and Bianca and Rhea and Bailey and uh, Asuka and uh, too too many to even name. I could sit here all day listening the listing the women who have just been amazing, consistently amazing. And a lot of times you had those WrestleManias where. Yeah, maybe the dudes aren't quite delivering here, uh, but the the women were, uh, and they have been delivering in a very consistent way for a long time. And uh, and now now it's just everybody's delivering. Everybody, <laughs> it's so great. And that Charlotte Rhea Ripley match, I didn't I didn't look at my phone. I didn't go up and grab a snack. I just sat there on the couch, and the wife was on the other couch, and we just sat and watched this match. Uh, just in awe of how fucking brilliant these two women are. And I'm, I admittedly, I'll be the first to admit, I've never been a huge Charlotte Flair fan. I don't really know why. I just, ne- she just never did it for me. But her, boy, oh boy, anytime she had a match, whether it was with Asuka or Rhea or whoever, it was like, damn, you know, you're the daughter of Ric Flair. <laughs> you better be pretty fucking good. <laughs> And she is, she is more than pretty fucking good. She's Charlotte fucking Flair. She's, she is a Hall of Famer already. She retires today. She's a Hall of Famer. I hope she's not retiring though, because now just as I'm, it always happens too, just as I start to appreciate uh, wrestlers, maybe that's it. I think I have a sixth sense for when wrestlers are going away and then I start to appreciate them. And I have this horrible feeling that maybe we're seeing the end of, the road, uh, at least on a full-time basis for a lot of these people, Charlotte, Roman, um, I mean, Roman's already, you know, not doing the full-time stuff anymore, but boy, these, these fuckers on a Sunday are like looking to, it's like country driving. And if I'm going, if I'm going the speed limit, I'm either, I'm either behind somebody who's going less than the 35 mile an hour speed limit, or I'm, I'm going 10 miles over the speed limit and I'm, you got somebody on my ass. There's just no fucking winning. You can't just have like a relaxing little drive without some dickhead, some dipshit fucking shit up with his fuckery. Anyways, uh, Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair tore the house down. They delivered and then some. It was perfect. It was a perfect match. And I will be very honest. It was a match that I'm watching it and we get to the end and everything went exactly as it was supposed to go. And it was just... 
there were moments where you thought, oh my God, Charlotte Flair broke her nose, she broke her face, she might have broken her neck, this and that. And it reminded me of Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker in 2009 at WrestleMania 35. Like when The Undertaker dove over the ropes and just basically landed on his head on the cameraman outside. And I thought, oh my God, Undertaker has just died. And then he got up and continued to wrestle and have uh, what I still think is the probably the greatest match of all time, Undertaker and Shawn Michaels in 2009. What was otherwise a pretty crappy WrestleMania. Uh, not much of... No, I'm, I'm sure there was other stuff. I don't remember it, but Undertaker, Michaels was just... Uh, that's 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 what you want in a match. Hogan versus Rock is another one. Very different match. One of the greatest matches of all time. Was it a technically sound, uh, you know, like, oh my, death-defying maneuvers? No. It was Hulk Hogan in, in his uh, late 40s or at that time. Or maybe he was already... I don't think he was in his 50s yet. Maybe he was. I don't know. But it was Hulk Hogan past his prime going out there with The Rock who was on, you know, had one foot out the door for Hollywood, maybe even more than a foot out the door for Hollywood. And they went out there and they delivered something that you'll never forget. And just one of the most magical WrestleMania, also a shitty WrestleMania, except for that match. Although I just watched Flair and The Undertaker from WrestleMania 18 the other day and really, really, I liked it then and I enjoyed it even more now. Um, But... Uh, when if, if I think to myself, what are the best WrestleMania matches? There's certain ones that come to mind. Uh, Macho Man versus Flair. WrestleMania 8 is just very special because it was the first WrestleMania that I saw live. And I just, I, I wore out my VHS tape watching it over and over and over and over and over. And uh, uh, Piper versus Bret Hart is another, I just love that match. Bret versus Owen, WrestleMania 10. Sean versus Razor, WrestleMania 10 ladder match. Uh, and that was a thing. Back in the day, I mean, WrestleMania 10 for a long time was the gold standard because you hoped to have one good match on the show. If you got a great match, it was like, wow. If you had more than one good match, it's like, this is a special WrestleMania. And WrestleMania 10, just like WrestleMania 8, they both delivered uh, on multiple multiple occasions with great matches. Oh, moving on from, you know, WrestleMania 12, you had, uh, the Iron Man match and, you know, Austin versus Savio Vega was a good match, but it was, you know, not a meaningful match in any real way. Just a good, a good showcase of talents. God damn. The Brookline general store is closed. There's nothing in there. Ah, so sad. This is general store in Brookline, New Hampshire that just it's just a revolving door of failed businesses. And it really sucks because there's nothing There's nothing around here. Like, where are people going for stuff? Because I, I don't know. Uh, anyway, <laughs> not to digress too much. Uh, if you want to know where I'm driving, that's it. I'm, I'm in Brookline. Just a, just a stone's throw from, from home. Uh, where my kids used to take their dance lessons. And... The, the Miss Lace was the dance instructor and she taught the kids and had the great, you know, dancing uh, classes. And I think she still does, but I don't think it's in that general store. And it's an old timey general store. And her mother and father, you know, the dad was on the, you know, making the pizzas and the sandwiches, you know, working at the food counter. 
uh, with another guy and the mom who was just so sweet was working behind the cash register and that I first met her and got the sign up sheet for the dance lessons and we our kids went there for years and it was just great and now now that store it, it was like a I, I think it was like an Indian food store for a while that didn't last and then it was a pizza place and that didn't last and then it was kind of more like not quite a general store but like convenience store type thing and you think well that should last for a while and it did it probably lasted the longest of the bunch and then it, and then and, and that's gone now too even a year ago it was still there and now it's just just gone which is just sad man just sad anyway something will move in they'll they'll find something eventually maybe i don't know maybe that's uh maybe that's where shadukin's arcade and bar needs to go even though it's a very small space you got to maybe you start small and build up to something much bigger and maybe that's maybe that look brookline new hampshire like every town was it have kids do you think just because it's the country that nobody's playing video games inside these cute little quaint country houses hell no there's there's a bunch of playstations and xboxes and nintendo switches and pcs and you know whole gaming setups in all of these houses as there is anywhere else so maybe, yeah, open up an arcade in that general store. And uh, actually, the upper level where the where the dance class took place, it's just a big, you know, it was a big dance studio. You could have people go up there, and uh, it could be a whole full arcade or, you know, with some tables. You have food. You could do a, the whole thing. Maybe, maybe Shadukins gets its start in little, quiet, little, quaint country, New Hampshire countryside. Anyways, that's the dream, right? That's the dream to own a business where you put all of your savings into and you work 24-7 and don't get to take a break for the next 20 years. But I, I kind of feel like I'm running that way now and I hate what I do. So maybe this would like, okay, if you're going to be working that much, you might as well maybe, uh, I don't know, enjoy it. Crazy concept, I know. <sighs> Anyways, back to WrestleMania. So, uh, <laughs> so... Yeah, so WrestleMania, it's, you know, to me, I, I think Flair Savage, Brett Piper, Brett Owen, uh, Brett, uh, uh, Razor and Sean, um, um, Brett and Sean, Brett and Austin is in my top, like, two or three at WrestleMania 13. Uh, the TLC match at WrestleMania 17, Austin Rock at WrestleMania 17, Hogan Rock at WrestleMania 18. Uh, Michaels and Jericho at WrestleMania 19, Hogan and McMahon at WrestleMania 19, Rock and Austin at WrestleMania 19. It's funny, there's all these great matches at WrestleMania 19, but it's still, like, I don't, I think because of where I was in life, I don't, I don't think of that as my, as one of my favorite WrestleManias, because I was, I was in a very bad place, and I was depressed, and I was just, I just didn't know what to, I just didn't know what to do with my life. And that WrestleMania cheered me up a little bit, but it also depressed me tremendously because, you know, it was the end of Stone Cold. Uh, you know, Brock Lesnar damn near broke his neck in that match, and he was gone a year later. Uh, Kurt Angle was wrestling injured. Uh, probably shouldn't have been wrestling, but he did, and he didn't wrestle for quite some time after that. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It just, it, you know, Hulk Hogan was gone a couple months later. It was just sort of you were you were seeing like these dream matches, but also realizing, 
yeah, you're not going to see anything like this for a while. It's it's the end of a, a number of different eras. Uh, same with WrestleMania 20. It was it was The Rock's last WrestleMania for eight years, as far as wrestling. Um, and, and it was the end of Goldberg. It was the end of Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania 20. It just... It was a great WrestleMania, but it was a very bittersweet WrestleMania. I like the ones that are just sweet, dude. Um, that's why I love WrestleMania 14, one of my favorite WrestleManias. doesn't have my favorite WrestleMania matches on it, but it's one of my absolute favorite WrestleManias. Um, yeah, and WrestleMania 19 has great matches. It's weird to have a WrestleMania that has great matches, but it's not a favorite WrestleMania. Um, 8, 10, 14 are the WrestleMania and 17 are the WrestleManias that have great matches and are some of the great WrestleManias of all time. Anyways, I go on all Shawn Michaels versus Kurt Angle, Shawn Michaels versus under Shawn Mike. Anything with Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania is a great WrestleMania. Um, and, uh, and man, last night, Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair, I, as far as I'm concerned, that goes into that category. Great match. Great WrestleMania brings you and then it's like okay that's i'm pretty satisfied with what we saw oh wait there's still another match but we had to have uh you know miz and snoop had to come out again and give the attendance record for wrestlemania eighty thousand four hundred and twenty-seven or 494 497 whatever the hell it was i don't know uh and uh and then that led to you know just that they had to have a come down after the rio ripley match and the next match was also exciting, but you need to give, like, you have to have a bathroom break. And it was a fun little segment. You had the return of Pat McAfee, and he had a little impromptu match with The Miz. And then George Kittle was singing, sitting at ringside and got involved. And uh, Pat McAfee beats The Miz. It's a fun little moment. Okay, now we're on to the main event of the night. Jimmy and Jay Uso defending the tag titles against Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. What a fucking great man. Oh, my God. It's like... Are we being spoiled or what? And you can tell Triple H is in charge because this this is what NXT used to be like. NXT would have their two-hour little pay-per-view type special events. That's a country store? Oh, it's an antique shop. Wow. Ah, interesting. Uh, NXT would have its uh, main event... Uh, it would have its big uh, pay-per-view type events like the Saturday night, you know, Saturday night was NXT. Sunday night was the, was the WWE pay-per-view. So Saturday was NXT. Sunday's Royal Rumble. Saturday's NXT. Sunday's uh, WrestleMania, whatever. And for a lot of those years, NXT was the talk of the town. If WrestleMania, that was the other thing. If WrestleMania didn't deliver, eh, okay. NXT is going to deliver. And in, you know, 2015, 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019, it was NXT was usually the thing that people were talking about on WrestleMania weekend. And it probably drove Vince nuts. And uh, maybe it didn't. I don't know. But now um, now Triple H is in charge of WWE. Shawn Michaels is running NXT. And NXT is not what it used to be, but it's still it's it's exactly what it should be. It shouldn't be the better brand, uh, which sounds weird. It's like, oh, so it should just deliberately be crappy. Mm, I don't know about that, but it should not be the, it should not be the top. It, it should not be, but be- NXT on Saturday should not be better than WrestleMania on a Sunday. 
It just shouldn't. And so I, th- I feel like everything has pa- fallen into place where it needs to be. And now, of course, AEW is like, eh. It has, it has fallen off between Cody Rhodes leaving and the CM Punk bullshit last year uh, and just Tony Khan not being a wrestling promoter. I mean, he is a wrestling promoter because he's running the company, but he was a wrestling fan first and foremost, just happens to be a billionaire whose dad owns the Jacksonville Jaguars. So kids, you too can own a wrestling company. Uh, just make sure you get yourself a billionaire dad who owns an f- NFL football team. Even one as sucky as the Jacksonville Jaguars is still a fucking NFL football team. So you're going to be okay. I have no idea where I am right now. What, what is this? Where is, where am I? I'm just, I'm just pulling down roads. I mean, I, I know where I am. I could find my way back. I'm just, I'm just deliberately sort of getting lost. Um, what else are we here to talk about? Uh, so yeah, so you're on to the. Uh, so yeah, so so Triple H is now running the pay-per-views and it's like, oh my god, all the matches are good. Just like when Triple H was running NXT and the NXT pay-per-views were only two hours, they would have like four or five matches on them, and and then uh and that was it. And three of those matches were pretty much guaranteed to be four or five star matches. And the crappy matches were still pretty fucking good. Uh, so, so now you've got Triple H, who was giving us these great NXT pay-per-views. Now he's running WWE. Now he's running WrestleMania. And all, like, oh my God, these matches are so great. You could have ended with Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair and go home happy. And now Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley's over and there's still the tag team title match. It's it's. Like, oh my God, we're so spoiled and I'm just enjoying the ride. That's what's happening. I'm just enjoying the ride. I'm past that point of where I'm like the angry, oh, it didn't go the way I wanted it to. I don't care, dude. I'm just enjoying it. It's fun. It's enjoyable. Give me more. Where the fuck am I? What is this place? Is this like transfer station? Oh, okay. Um, so... Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus the Usos. Uh, another match. To me, it wasn't as good as Rhea Ripley, Charlotte Flair. I'm probably 50% of the people would say it was better. 50% would say Charlotte and Rhea, I think. I would just guess. Um, and I just absolutely loved that match, that tag team match. I didn't love it as much as Charlotte and Rhea, but I loved it. It was And, and, and it was exactly what needed to happen. Sami and Kevin, you know... After the after years of being uh, sort of enemies, and now they're together, stronger than ever. They had to beat the Usos, uh, and and I think this is going to just be the 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 next step that further cements Jay Uso splitting eventually, probably tonight from the Bloodline, going in his own way, and pissing off the Tribal Chief Roman Reigns in the process is what I is what I foresee happening in my little crystal ball. Uh, by the way, you're going to, you're hearing this, uh, cause I think I'm going to go home and post it because WrestleMania is in like a couple of hours, even though I have a ton of other podcasts that I need to post, I'm going to post this one. And I'm just telling you now, after this, you're going to hear podcasts go, going back to like late February and early March. 
and I apologize. It sucks. I just can't get my shit together. Uh, anyway, so yeah, so I, I think Jay is, I think everything that we saw last night with the Usos losing the tag team titles after their very long tag team, their very long reign as tag team champions and what would honestly be Academy Award winning acting from Jay Uso and Jimmy too, but Jay has been like the star of the show, as has Sammy. The acting from both of those guys, uh, you know, Kevin. Kevin's good too. But oh, this is a dirt road. I don't want to go on a dirt road. Oh my god. I okay. Now I'm now I'm fucking. Now I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm frightened. I'm frightened, and I'm alone. And I don't like. I don't like to back up. You know, to do a U-turn in somebody's driveway when I'm out in the these uh, country roads, because um, you just you just don't know. You don't know. You don't know what you're dealing with. I mean, you don't know what you're dealing with in the suburbs, but it's dense population, and out here, well, no one can hear you scream. <laughs> so, and people are very. They don't like. They don't like you turning around using their driveway for your little turnaround stop uh turnaround spot uh, what i I'm, i really am trying to figure out though where am i i mean i'm close to stuff i just don't know exactly where i am i gotta get the fuck out of here get home so well, that's it's pretty scenery goddamn uh so yeah so the the usos lost and i think that is in the storyline that will upset the tribal chief roman reigns uh, I wonder if we won't see a little backstage such and such with with Roman and Heyman and the Usos and Solo. And, uh, you know, I, I, I believe the tribal chief will be very displeased with uh, with the boys, with the Uso boys failing to uh, to get the job done last night. And I wouldn't be surprised if it led to something where uh, Jay Uso. See, that's the thing, though. You, I, do you? I, I want Jay Uso to cost Roman Reigns the title in some way, but not in a way that cheapens the win for Cody Rhodes and takes the takes the spotlight off of him. So honestly, I I can see something happening where uh, Roman Reigns loses the title to Cody, and then. And I can see there being no interference from anybody, uh, just to have just to have a, a match, just two guys, one match, no no shenanigans, just a just a beautiful beautifully told match with a great great ending and a great story and great wrestling and all that stuff. Uh, I can see that happening tonight, uh, and no interference. And then tomorrow night on Raw uh, would be when when Jay Uso officially splits from the bloodline and uh hopefully by his own accord hopefully it's not the thing where roman reigns turns on jay uso hopefully it's where jay uso you know does the right thing for himself <laughs> i hope that i hope that jay uso is not fired from the bloodline i hope the bloodline is fired from jay uso that's what i'm saying so tonight uh we'll get to that in a sec though i want to i want to talk about the other matches you've got You've got that women's... You had the four-team uh, men's... I don't know where these... I don't even know. Oh, I just went down that road. What are you doing? Jesus. <laughs> uh, I don't know where the fuck... 
I am. You had the four, the men's uh, four-team tag match last night, and uh, it was a lot of fun. I think the women's tag team match will be the same. Um, it's uh, Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. It's Natalia Neidhart and uh, is it Raquel? Raquel Gonzalez, Raquel Rodriguez, whatever her name is now. Um, geez. And I can't remember. I'm so sorry. Um, but it, it, it should be a fun match. It should be similar to the men's match. It's it's there to, to get these talented uh, people on the on the card and uh, and have a nice fun match. And I think that's exactly what you get. Um, and I and I don't know who will win, but I'm 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 looking forward to that match just to be a you know exactly what it's there for to just be a fun little uh, you know ten minute. Uh, 10 minute uh interlude i guess uh it'll it'll be it's the bathroom break match but it's i think it'll be fun um then from there oh how did i get here i know exactly where i am how the hell did i get here all of a sudden what is this chrysanth's a restaurant wait a minute am i do i know where i am oh my god I'm taking a right turn here. My instincts are telling me that I am where I am and I know where I am, but I might not know where I am because now I've just been so focused on WrestleMania that I, <laughs> I'm just like driving and uh, yeah, shit. Yeah, whatever. That's what GPS is for, right? Should I find myself completely lost, which I think, I think we may be in that uh, territory. Uh, you've got Omos the Colossus, whatever, whatever moniker he's going by. You got, you got Omos versus Brock Lesnar, which I guess was originally supposed to be, I don't even know. Was it supposed to be Brock Lesnar versus Bray Wyatt? I don't, I don't even know what it was supposed to be. It was supposed to be something. Oh, okay. Here I am. Brookline that way. Yep. Great. Yep. Okay. There's the post office. Okay. I've found my way. I have found my way in the world, and I'm I'm here where I where I should be. Stove keepers, yeah, okay, I know, okay, okay, got it. Wow. <laughs> well, you knew. Hey, just follow which way is which way is west. Where's the sun? Where which way is east? Uh, you know. So, Omos versus Brock Lesnar. I forgot what this was supposed to be. It was. I think it was supposed to be Brock Lesnar versus Lashley and or Bray Wyatt versus Lashley and Brock Lesnar versus I don't even I don't even know. But I'm I I'm actually like I'm good with this match. I'm cool with it. I'm cool that Brock Lesnar is not in the main event because we've had enough main event Brock Lesnar things where he just leaves WrestleMania as the champ or or he you know he's in the final match or he's ending the undertaker something something like that's kind of disappointing with Brock Lesnar I feel is what we've had in recent holy shit that's a humongous santa claus huh somebody's got a huge santa claus in their yard in april is this a school that i'm passing richard magakagan memorial school okay that means nothing to me there's a baseball field with Coca-Cola 
uh, scoreboard. Thanks to our good friends at Coca-Cola for providing the score. I know where we are. Okay. Um, yeah, Brookline Ballpark. Okay. Yep. Great. Super. Uh, we're in Brookline. That's all we need to know. Excellent. Excellent. Outstanding. Here we come. We're coming back to the town square. Uh, I I really... that I feel like that should be... Um, that should be Brock Lesnar losing to Omas. But I also feel like that might not happen because I think Brock Lesnar has a decent amount of say in, you know, what happens in his matches. Uh, so I'm, I'm, but he, but Brock Lesnar, he's kind of a, kind of an enigma in a lot of ways because I, I, you know, they talk about, oh, Brock Lesnar hates everybody. He hates the wrestling business. He's just doing it for the money. Okay, but here's the thing. Hulk Hogan was the biggest star in wrestling once upon a time. Hulk Hogan was not known for having great matches. Hulk Hogan was the main event of the first nine WrestleManias, basically. And if he wasn't in the main event of the first nine WrestleManias, he sure as hell made sure to be involved in the main event in those first nine WrestleManias. Was there any WrestleMania in the first nine that didn't end with Hulk Hogan? Nope. One, two was the King Kong Bundy. One was the tag team match. Three was Andre. Four was Macho Man winning the title, but Hulk Hogan was there celebrating with him and kind of stealing the spotlight. <laughs> even when somebody, even the, the, the WrestleManias where somebody else's champion is leaving his champion, Hulk Hogan is still in the spotlight considerably. And, uh, yeah, WrestleMania five was Hogan beating Savage for the title. WrestleMania six was Hogan losing the title to the ultimate warrior. WrestleMania seven was Hogan beating Sergeant Slaughter for the title. WrestleMania eight was Hulk Hogan beating Sid justice and the return of the ultimate warrior. WrestleMania nine was Bret Hart losing the title to Yokozuna and then Hulk Hogan and the show going off the air with Hulk Hogan as the new champion because he came out and for whatever stupid reason, Mr. Fuji challenged Hulk Hogan to a ma- like the champion's not supposed to be challenging people to a match. So whatever, I, it's you know it wasn't a great time in wrestling, but it was for me because I was brand new to the whole thing, and I didn't care. Uh but you know that was. But Hulk Hogan was like not having good matches at most of the most of the matches I listed were not so great. Um, Brock Lesnar, for a guy who hates the wrestling business, is only there for the paycheck. Dude has fucking great matches when he does show up. He's having awesome matches against Roman, against Cena, against whoever, uh, AJ Styles, Daniel Bryan, Finn Balor. You know, the matches against Goldberg are not good, but that's, you know, it's not supposed to be, it's supposed to be, you know, a squash. So, uh, I, I appreciate that Brock Lesnar's there and I'm, I'm, that's, I guess that's my only thing is I hope that Brock Lesnar, uh, I hope he loses to Omos because Omos is new. He's only been around for what, three, four years, maybe if even that. And uh, he was AJ Styles' bodyguard, his own personal colossus, Omas. And Undertaker has 
said Omos is like the next Andre the Giant. He reminds me of Andre. He could be a huge, huge major attraction if they handle it right. And if Omos, you know, does what he needs to do and all that. And so I'm hoping that Omos, I'm hoping that Brock Lesnar goes right after Omos, you know, the veteran, goes after Omos, hits him with like five F5s, and then goes for the pin, and we think it's going to be over like it was for The Undertaker uh, nine years ago when the streak ended. But instead, Omos kicks out (laughs) on like the count of one, gets up and just fucking manhandles Brock Lesnar for the next uh, 60 seconds and just fucking dominates Lesnar, hits him with his finishing move and wins the match. That's what I hope happens so that we can establish Omos as a big star. But I also don't want Omos to be in the main event of like the next nine WrestleManias. And I'm not sure if I want Omos to be in the main event of any WrestleMania, but I want him to be like a featured attraction and have those, you know, those, those big matches and, you know, maybe it's just that 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 special attraction kind of thing. You know, Omos versus The Undertaker. Bad example, probably. But, you know, I don't think Undertaker is going to wrestle again. But I think I think if Undertaker did lace up the boots one more time, I think it would be against Omos. So that Undertaker... We never got Undertaker versus Andre the Giant. We were so close. Andre the Giant's last pay-per-view was WrestleMania 6 as far as, you know, him wrestling. He uh, he wrestled at WrestleMania 6, which was in 1990. Undertaker debuted as The Undertaker like, six months later at the Survivor Series, 1990. They were, they, they, they passed like ships in the night and uh, Andre the Giant was still wrestling in 1992. Not for WWE. Vince basically said, you know, I just found out the, under, the other day that Andre the Giant even had a couple of matches in 1991 that I didn't know about. You know, he was there at WrestleMania 7. He was, his last appearance for WWE was at WrestleMania, or was at SummerSlam 91. Uh, and he had the crutches and stuff, and which was part of the storyline. But also, you realize, like, yeah, it's, it's part of the storyline, but probably it's, uh, I'm sure Andre appreciates having those crutches. You, you look at him, and it's like, yeah, he can't wrestle. But he was still wrestling. Not good matches, there was even a, a one of Andre's last matches was a six-man tag where Yokozuna was one of the opponents when he was known as like the big Kokina or something like that. And um, so it's like, ah, oh, you could have, you probably could have had, it wouldn't have been very good. You probably could have had, I mean, imagine WrestleMania 7 instead of Superfly Snuka if they had The Undertaker versus Andre the Giant and Undertaker beats Andre, the torch is passed. And then Andre retires. Um, But yeah, like I said, we never got to see Andre versus Undertaker. They just passed each other. And it feels the same with Undertaker and um, with Undertaker and uh, and and Omos. I feel like, uh, you know, Undertaker is his career is over. He's retired. He's in the Hall of Fame. Are we not? We're never. And then not that that's like any great match, but it would be kind of cool. If if Omas beats fucking destroys Brock Lesnar uh, tonight, and then at some point maybe next year's WrestleMania, it's the forty, you know WrestleMania forty. Maybe they figure out a way to have Omas versus the Undertaker, so that they can have that torch passed in a way where Omas just you know 
doesn't beat the shit out of the Undertaker, but gets a, a pretty decisive, dominant victory over the over the dead man. Um, but I hope I hope Omos gets a gets a, a decisive victory over Brock Lesnar tonight. Uh, Finn Balor versus Edge, Hell in a Cell. I don't know if this is. Uh, there seems to be a lot of indications that this is going to be Edge's final match. You know, so we can kind of go out on his terms and retire the way that he wants to retire. Uh, there's a lot of talk that we might see Gangrel. You know, when Edge got his start, he was in. Uh, he joined the, the the there's new faction called the Brood, and they were all supposed to sort of be like vampire guys, like Lost Boys type thing. Uh, Gangrel was like his name was the Vampire Warrior, like uh, in the, the indie scene. And he came to the WWE as Gangrel, and he was a vampire, and he drank the blood. He had the fangs and everything. And there's there's talk that we might see Gangrel tonight because he, Edge is going up against Finn Balor. And who does Finn Balor have? He's got Dominic Mysterio. He's got he's got the new Women's Champion. Oh, there was oh, I just saw the runway, the airport, the little. They said, oh, there's a neighborhood in Brookline that has a runway, and I just saw it. And I've never seen it before. I've driven past it a million times, and I only just now have seen it. I remember. Sorry, I have to going back to that Brookline uh, General Store, and uh, and Lace Leach, who was the the teacher, and her her lovely mother, who ran the store, is a very sweet, wonderful woman. Uh, I was I was waiting out. There was a little waiting area outside the dance studio. Uh, where the parents had to, you know, you go in, you drop off your kids and you go and you sit in the little waiting area and you wait. Um, that I'm, I'm thinking that rule was probably largely due to me because I'm such a fucking nerd. Uh, I was just taking pictures of my kids nonstop and, and I didn't really think about it at the time, but eh, probably if I were to, if I were to guess, I probably had a lot to do with that waiting room rule because, uh, you know, you're taking pictures of your kids, but also like, and I was zoom in pretty closely, but sometimes other kids are in the pictures and you want, eh. I get it. I get it. If there was some pick guy in there and, and that's it, there were other parents who were in there taking pictures, but if there was somebody taking pictures and, and my kids are in there too, I might think, I don't, I don't love that. And also I would sit there and be like, you know, telling my kids like, Hey, stop screwing around. Get out there, get the dance moves. So probably lace got tired of all of that and kicked us all out. <laughs> so anyways, I was out in the waiting room and one of the moms, and she was always pleasant enough. And, uh, I, I was in the waiting room talking to her and she was talking about the, whatever the neighborhood that she's like, Oh yeah. I, uh, she mentioned something about the neighborhood that she lives in having a, a runway for, you know, and there are a lot of pilots in that neighborhood and I have their who have their little planes, and they, I said, oh, that's so funny, I was just, I'm friends with a guy who, he used to be a commercial uh, airline pilot, but now he's, you know, he works, he's in the banking industry, and uh, we ride the same train, and he lives in, uh, in the area too, and he, you know, he's in a, he's in a club that, you know, they have partial ownership, he and his buddies have partial, you know, they all, like, I, almost like a timeshare for, it's almost like if you and your friends bought a condo and you, you, you divvied up the times of the year where you're going to vacation, same thing. You'd, you'd split up, you get into this flight club and that's what it is. It's a flight club. And the first rule of flight club is there is no flight club. Uh, um, 
That's a Kimmy joke. I can't take credit for that. I, I love that joke, and I wish I had thought of it, but she did. The wife came up with that joke. Uh, anyways, <clears throat> I had a friend who's in a flight club, and they, you know, they get to, you know, the fly the plane around and all that stuff. And I was telling her about it, and I said, "Oh yeah, he, we were just talking about that neighborhood the other day. He would, he was saying how that would be a, you know, like, oh, what a great situation that would be uh, to have a house there. You know, this friend of mine who was a pilot, and she just goes, well." tell him good luck getting in because uh we're we're pretty we're pretty you know we're filled up we're at capacity or something like that i'm like bitch i don't want to live in your stupid fucking neighborhood with your runway he doesn't really care that much his house is just fine he was just noting like oh i'm a pilot wouldn't it be cool if i lived in a neighborhood that had a runway in the middle of it not like oh boy i wish he could live in that neighborhood well sorry there's no room for him can't sit here seats taken anyways i just saw the runway and i saw the houses around it and i say that's not so great i'm glad i don't live in that neighborhood either (laughs) those houses aren't that special but they're special to you because they're your houses i get it it's fine it's all good uh where is the turn here it is so so what was I what was I saying? Oh yeah, Edge and Finn Balor. You got Damian Priest, you got Rhea Ripley, you've got Dominic Mysterio, you've got the Judgment Day, who will probably be involved in that match and so you got Hell in a Cell. It's gonna be a brutal match. Could be the show stealing match of the night, maybe of the weekend, I don't know. Uh and it could you know, they're saying maybe Gangrel from the brood. Even I mean, Christian is in AEW, Edge is longtime tag team partner and former brood uh, member uh he's in aew but i also heard that maybe he's not maybe his contract has come to an, he's been there for two years and some said that maybe his contract is is at an end and that would be really awesome if we saw christian and gangrel get involved in this match but also if they don't it's totally cool with me. I'm I'm good with they just let this be two guys beating the shit out of each other for a half hour inside the hell in the cell. And uh, win, I don't care if Edge wins. I don't care if Finn Balor wins. If it's Edge's last match, I mean, he has to lose. I think Edge should lose no matter what. Uh, and Finn Balor should win. But I don't, I don't think anybody loses anything by losing and gains anything by gaining. I think it's more just... The story that's told in that match and after the match, whatever happens afterwards, uh, and if it's an edge retirement thing, you know, he goes out with a bang in this, what should probably be a really awesome match. And if in fact Christian and Gangrel do return, well, that is a fun six-man tag that you can have, Edge, Christian, and Gangrel versus Damian Priest, uh, Dominic Mysterio, and, and Finn Balor. And uh, I also think this could be like, wow, maybe... You know, maybe that's what happens at next year's WrestleMania if Edge sticks around for another year so he can tag up with his good buddy Christian. But also, you kind of think Edge would probably want to have just, you know, have his own. He wants to go out on his terms because in 2011, Edge was forced to retire uh, due to injury. And we thought, oh, wow, that's really it. It's over. He's never coming back. That was the one wrestling retirement where you said oh he's injured he's never coming back and we should know by now in the wrestling industry never say never ever about anything ever because shit 
shit will happen that you don't ever expect to happen. People will retire due to life, you know, career-threatening injuries. Oh, if you have one more match, you could you could risk, you know, lifelong paralysis. That was what the situation Edge was in. And then he returned three years ago, and he's been wrestling for three years. And not soft little easy matches either. Like, major fucking matches. So, um, yeah. So, obviously, Edge will want to now retire on his own terms. He probably said, you know, I've had enough. I wanted to make sure that I didn't have my last match in a goddamn pandemic. I was retired for 10 years due to injury, and I finally come back. I finally get the big comeback, and then a month later, there's a friggin' pandemic, and I'm wrestling in front of TV screens in empty arenas uh, for the next year and a half. Uh, So I'm sure, I don't know, maybe Edge would have retired a year ago if there was no pandemic. But the fact of the matter is we got to have him around. I appreciate that. If it is his last match, good for him. He doesn't need to have these matches. He's already a Hall of Famer. He's already one of the best ever. Uh, It's just cool to have him around having these matches, and I'm excited to see what he does with Finn Balor in Hell in a Cell. It should be awesome. Uh, And I I think Finn Balor will win. And I think if it's the last match, that's going to be the thing that we remember from this match is Edge, uh, you know, taking a bow afterwards, getting the standing ovation, getting to, you know, say goodbye on his terms, his wife and kids coming into the ring to, to embrace and celebrate and all that stuff. That's that's what will happen if it's if it is, in fact, Edge's final uh, match in a WWE or any other ring. Uh, oh. Sheamus versus Drew McIntyre versus Gunter for the Intercontinental title. You know, I want I want Gunter similar to Roman Reigns. I, I want him to never lose, and I want, uh, frankly, I, I would love to see Gunter versus Brock Lesnar in a big match. Uh, I think that has potential to just be an awesome thing. Um, but I also uh, Sheamus has never been Intercontinental champion. And I also kind of, I think it's time for Gunther to move on from the Intercontinental title. And so I think that Gunther should lose the title tonight. And I think the triple threat is brilliant because you could have Gunther lose the title without getting pinned. And I think Sheamus, having never been Intercontinental champion, is going to get a nice moment tonight where he maybe pins Drew McIntyre and wins the Intercontinental title. And, uh, And Gunther loses... And then goes on, and maybe that's maybe that's the feud. Maybe Roman Reigns loses the world title, Universal, whatever it's called, and then goes on to, uh, you know, do Hollywood and whatever else he does. And perhaps uh, Cody Rhodes wins the title and goes on to feud with uh, with Gunther. Um, so my prediction: I would like Gunther to win, but I I really do think Sheamus is going to win. I just have this weird feeling Sheamus is going to beat Drew McIntyre and win the Intercontinental title, the one title that he's never held in the WWE, and uh, I think that'll open the door for uh, Gunther to move on to other things, and, you know, for Sheamus to then lose the Intercontinental title to Drew McIntyre, uh, and then for Drew McIntyre to lose the Intercontinental title to somebody and then move move back into the main event picture himself, because uh, he's, you know, if Roman is, is heading out, you know, that opens up the door for some you know, for some of these major uh, players to step up and uh, fill fill the fill the void. Uh, so yeah, I I think Sheamus wins the IC title. 
Uh, I think Finn Balor beats Edge. I think Omos beats Brock Lesnar. Then you've got Bianca Belair versus Asuka. And I think Bianca Belair is going to win. That's a match where I just don't care either because I love both of these girls. I, I, I love Asuka. Girls, women. Uh, I love Asuka. I love Bianca. Bianca is a superstar. Asuka is a superstar. I hope both of them are around for a long, long time to come. And I hope that... Uh, I just I I just hope it's every bit the great match that I think it's going to be. And I'm sure that it will be. And I'm very excited for both of them to be able to showcase their talents tonight in a major way. That's going to be it's just going to be good. The winners are the fans. <laughs> Cuz we're going to get great matches tonight. Um I don't think I'm forgetting anything else except for of course and Bianca Belair and Asuka is for the SmackDown title. I don't even know. Or the Raw title. I See, I can't, I can't remember. I don't know which championship it is. But it's a championship and it's, it's just, it's going to be a good match. I think that's about, that's about all we can say with great certainty is they're going to, they're going to have a hell of a match, Bianca Belair and Asuka. Uh, I think Bianca Belair will win though. That'll be my prediction for that one. Uh, and then from there, you've got the main event. You've got Roman Reigns, Cody Rhodes. We've already talked a lot about it. Uh, I mentioned on a podcast that I did a couple days ago that I did not air yet because I haven't, I just haven't put it on the thing. Um, so you might not even hear, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do with these, this backlog of podcasts that needs to be posted. Uh, maybe I save it for a rainy day. Who knows? Um, but I've, I, I think I've given you what I think will happen is I, I think I think Roman they'll probably just have Roman Reigns and Cody Rhodes have a match. And surprisingly, they'll have no interference or the interference will happen early and the referee will kick everyone out from ringside and it'll just be Cody and Roman going at it. And if I were to guess, I'd say they'll probably have a match that'll last well over 30 minutes and maybe even close to an hour. I don't know. I just think it's going to be, they got the, the, the guys and girls wrestling tonight have some big shoes to fill because last night was so good that they could, they could just say like, sorry guys, uh, everybody got COVID and WrestleMania Sunday is canceled. And I'd be very bummed out, but I would say, ah, well we had WrestleMania Saturday and that was fucking awesome. Oh my God. It's after six. The pre-show has already started. I must get home. I must get back to base. Uh, so I, th- I think that's probably likely what's going to happen is they just have Cody and Roman and Cody just wins those damn titles clean, fair and square in the middle of the ring. And, uh, I have been gone for two hours. I'm just realizing Jesus, how long is this podcast? An hour and 40. Oh my God. Oh my God. I can't just be brief ever, can I? Brevity is not a skill that I possess. I need to work on it, though. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I really want Roman Reigns to stay champion and not lose, but I feel like you can't... They have built up Cody Rhodes so much. They have put so much behind him as far as, you know, the WWE machine... He, John Cena in Boston 
just out of nowhere, ladies and gentlemen, Cody Rhodes and Cody Rhodes. They're not doing all of that shit so that Cody Rhodes can just be fed to Roman Reigns and lose, and then we move on to the next. Roman Reigns started wrestling a part-time schedule uh, last summer. He, uh, you know, he, he, he got on the microphone in one of the towns that's not like a, a top-tier, you know, town, and not a New York City or something where Roman Reigns is, is going to continue wrestling over the years. It was one of those towns where, like, you're, you know, maybe you get in a Monday Night Raw every so often, every few years, and you get non-televised house shows every uh, every so often. And Roman got on the mic and said, you know, hey, uh, Sheboygan or whatever it was, said, hey, I might not be back this way ever again, or you know, it's it's going to be a long time, and it, honestly, I might not be back this way ever. So I'll, I thank you for, you know, he broke character and just said thanks for everything, uh, you know it's been a great run and uh, and now you know he's not on he's not even on raw or smackdown every week so you have to think like the dudes i don't know he's he's gonna be in movies and stuff he seems he seems ready to like that's the next logical step just like rock just like cena just like batista and probably a lot of other people who are going to come out of wwe and graduate and move on to hollywood movies maybe that's it Maybe I'm just appreciating the fact that like there's so many other opportunities for people and they it's not the old school I'm just going to wrestle until I fucking drop dead in my 70s in the middle of the ring, you know, it's it's not Ric Flair and that kind of stuff who were just going to be around forever. Ric Flair by the way wrestled a match last summer in his 70s. Uh that I, I understand was not so great, but anyways, I mean, how can it be? But, uh, you know, these are people who are going to do what they, you know, get, do the things they want to accomplish in wrestling. And then, you know, hey, let's do the part-time, you know, earn the part-time thing uh, and, and, and do Hollywood stuff, TV and movies the rest of the time. And I think Roman is, I think that his, any loss that he suffers tonight is going to be a huge win because then he's just going to springboard right into, into doing the movies. Um, I, I, so I think on that with, you know, when you think logically, it's like, yeah, he's, he's gotta, he's gotta be done after tonight. I also think if they're going to have interference in that match, I can see that being like a, a bloodline sort of beat down and the Usos come out and then, you know, Jay has a, you know, a crisis of conscience and says, I, I can't, I can't do this. I can't do any more. Sort of like what Sami Zayn did at the Royal Rumble, where he's like, I can't help you win this match. You fucking, you know, fuck you or something. And then Roman, you know, just knocks out Jay Uso and says, fuck you, asshole. Uh, and then Jay gets up and gives him a super kick and then just says, fuck you, throws his shirt on Roman and leaves. And, and I don't think Cody Rhodes wins the match immediately. I think they go on for probably another 20 minutes, but they get that in there so that they can have it so that the next time Roman Reigns has a match, which might very well be SummerSlam, it's Jey Uso versus Roman Reigns. And that's a very personal match. They don't need a title, but maybe they do something because Roman Reigns has two titles. He's undisputed champion and he's the universal champion. And maybe, just maybe, Roman Reigns loses the match tonight and only loses one title. Maybe they work something out where Roman Reigns gets to keep one of his titles. 
And so he can continue to say that he's still undefeated for that title, you know, a thousand days as champion or whatever he's been. Oh, a lot of cars at the high school. It must be a game or something. Um, I think, uh, yeah, so I think that could happen. So Cody, you get the happy WrestleMania ending. You get Cody Rhodes as champion. And you get some bullshit thing that says, well, Cody, you did win the title, but you only won one title. And Roman, you are still uh, undisputed champion. Cody, you're the universal champion or vice versa. I don't know. I don't know which one of those titles is supposed to be like the good one or the better one. But, uh, you know, the, the, the good one would probably stay with Roman and the second one would go with Cody, but they're both good. So whatever. Uh, so I think that'll happen and that'll lead to Jay Uso beating Roman at SummerSlam or maybe even WrestleMania next year for the title. Uh, I also, in my, my outrageous, never going to happen scenario, you know, there's still talk that like it's WrestleMania in Hollywood. Is the rock going to be part of this WrestleMania? Is he going to have something going on at WrestleMania? Everybody thought that this was tonight was going to be the rock, uh, versus Roman Reigns for the title at WrestleMania. And that didn't happen. We didn't get the rock. Uh, but it doesn't mean we won't get the rock at WrestleMania. And maybe that's the shenanigans that happens. You know, logic says that maybe the rock comes out and gives a rock bottom to Roman Reigns that will set up rock versus Roman at next year's WrestleMania. Maybe, I don't know. Um, I honestly, in my fantasy scenario, something like that does happen. Uh, where Jay Uso comes out and says, you know, fuck you, Uso, and, and, and leaves and doesn't do Roman Reigns bidding, which could still lead, lead, lead to a Roman versus Jay match. But it could also be the match goes on for another 20 minutes and Solo Sikoa and Jimmy Uso and Paul Heyman are out there, you know, doing dastardly things <laughs> to, uh, to uh, Cody Rhodes and trying to help Roman win the title. And then The Rock's music plays, and everybody thinks The Rock is coming out to clean house. Uh, You know, maybe it's something where uh, Roman has uh, the steel chair in his hands like he did at the Royal Rumble. And The Rock comes out, grabs the steel chair from Roman Reigns. We think, okay, here we go. And then Rock turns around and blasts Cody Rhodes with a steel chair. Could you imagine? That would be shocking. That would get a huge reaction. I don't know what kind of reaction it would be. It would be cheers and then boos and then just chaos. And then The Rock hits Cody Rhodes with the steel chair. Rhodes is down in the middle of the ring. Rock drags him to the middle of the ring, hits the people's elbow, and then gets up, looks at Roman Reigns, gives him a people's eyebrow, raises the one finger over his head, and... uh and then jumps out of the ring just in time for the referee to wake up and for Roman Reigns to pin Cody Rhodes. And so everybody's booing, but like, okay, this doesn't ruin Cody Rhodes' career. It's shocking. It's surprising. It leaves more questions than answers. And now we're just dying to see what happens tomorrow night on Raw. That could be the thing that happens. And, uh, okay, you don't need to wave back, I guess. Fuck you, asshole. Redneck. Uh, anyway, um, that could be the thing that happens. 
And then uh, Roman wins the match. And then The Rock and Roman Reigns embrace. The place goes crazy. And then you've got, like, the ultimate alliance of Rock and Roman Reigns. Even though we're probably, we'll, you know, we'd see them tomorrow night on Raw, maybe a couple of times between now and SummerSlam. And, uh, and it sets up to have Rock versus Reigns at WrestleMania next year and blah, 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 blah. Anyway, but I, I think that's quite the long shot. Uh, so I, my prediction is that Cody Rhodes wins at WrestleMania tonight and becomes the new champion, sends everybody home nice and happy, yay, whoopee. All good things. Uh, so there you go. I don't have a prediction for the women's match. I, I don't know. Uh, I, I can't remember who's in it. I, Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler will win that match because I don't know. Why not? They're being paid the most. At least Ronda Rousey is getting a big enough paycheck that we're like, yeah, we got to have her win the match, make her look, make her look good for the neck for Rhea Ripley or whoever the hell uh, they they have her work with next. Um, Although maybe this is the end of Ronda Rousey. I don't know. So maybe it's, I I don't know. I don't know who wins. I don't have a prediction for that one. It'll just be, you know, it's filler and it'll be fun and it'll be whatever. Uh, It'll serve its purpose and then we move on. Uh, Omos beats Brock Lesnar. Finn Balor beats Edge in the Hell in the Cell. Oh, I got to back up a little bit more. (laughs) Uh, And then what was the other thing? What's the other ones? Uh, yeah, Sheamus wins the Intercontinental title. Bianca Belair defeats Asuka. Roman Reigns loses to Cody Rhodes. And I think that L.A. Knight will have an appearance where he um, does something. What does he do? <laughs> WrestleMania 39. Let me just make sure I'm not missing the matches here. Because I feel like I'm leaving something out. And I don't want to do that. Do, 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 event. Um, okay, great. What are the matches, dum dum? I want to know the matches. <sighs> Why is this so difficult to fucking? What are the matches? WrestleMania. <sighs> Thank you. Thank you, Wikipedia. I'm sure if I went under results, I would have. Yeah, WrestleMania 39 matches. Two nights, two. Da, 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 da. Roman Reigns, Cody Rhodes, Bianca Belair, Asuka, Gunth. Okay, I have Finn, Black Lesnar, Omos. Okay, it's Liv Morgan, Raquel Rodriguez versus Natalia and Shotzi versus Ronda and Shayna versus Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville. Uh, it's either going to be Chelsea Green. Uh, yeah, Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville. I think they're really starting to push Chelsea Green. Okay, that, I did get all the matches. Hot dog. One of the few WrestleManias in the last uh, however many years where I know every single match, and I'm looking forward to all of them. So, yeah, I think... Okay, so I think... um, Yeah, I think Chelsea Green and and Sonya Deville will win that match. I think that, yeah, Omos beats Lesnar, Finn Balor beats Edge, Bianca beats Asuka, uh, Gunther wins... uh, Or or Sheamus wins the Intercontinental title, and, uh, and Cody Rhodes wins the world title. And I think L.A. Knight will have some kind of appearance where, uh, I don't know, maybe Stone Cold Steve Austin shows up and gives a stunner to L.A. Knight. Frankly, I don't care if no legends show up because the thing is so good. Last night was so good on its own. Tonight's going to be so good on its own. Uh, I, don't, I don't care who the legends are <laughs> that show up, if any. 
But I think, yeah, maybe, or maybe some returning superstars. Could we see Randy Orton? Could we see AJ Styles? Could we see Matt Riddle? Could we see Shinsuke Nakamura? Uh, Bobby Lashley wants to have a match, even though he won the Andre Battle Royal on Friday night at SmackDown. Uh, He's going to be doing something tonight, challenging someone. Maybe that's Randy Orton. Maybe Randy Orton comes back and has a match with Lashley and, uh, and gets a big victory tonight. I don't know. Or maybe LA Knight and Lashley are in the same segment together. Uh, I would, I would, I would like it if LA Knight came out and just, you know, just had a bunch of legends, just you know, Undertaker tombstones him, Austin gives him a stunner. I, but you know what? I don't really care. We've seen enough of that. I, I'm, I'm fine if, if it's just, a, if it's a returning superstar like I mentioned. Either way, it's going to be fun. WrestleMania, enjoy. It'll be awesome. WrestleMania goes Hollywood. Hey, 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 what you got to say? Hollywood, Hollywood swinging. All right, enjoy WrestleMania. I'm going to go in and watch it, and we'll talk to you next time on the Birthday Boy Podcast. Later, Gators.